Think Humanities, a podcast for people who love history, philosophy, culture, literature, civic dialogue, and the arts. Think Humanities, from Kentucky Humanities, where we've been telling Kentucky stories for 45 years. Here is your host, Bill Goodman. April is Poetry Month. In celebration, Kentucky Humanities has invited some of Kentucky's most celebrated poets to share their work as well as their favorite poems written by others, and that will be airing all through the month of April on the Think Humanities podcast. And one of those who is going to be our lead-off for Poetry Month is Tasha Carter. Tasha Carter is uh, a Lexington um, University of Kentucky employee. Uh, She's a center uh, college graduate. She went to the Bluegrass Writers Studio at uh, Eastern Kentucky University for her MFA. Her third collection of poetry, Astonishments, will be released in 2020 with Future Cycle Press. Uh, As I said, she lives in Lexington, uh, where she works in higher education. She's also a member of the Kentucky Humanities Speakers Bureau and is available to come and speak to your group uh, all across the the Commonwealth and the state of Kentucky. Uh, She's doing that as a member of our Speakers Bureau, but also as the president of the Kentucky State Poet Society. Is that right, Tasha? Poetry Society. Poetry Society, all right. (laughs) Kentucky Poetry Society. And we've asked her to come in, uh, as I said, to sort of be our first guest uh, during the month of April to, uh, to celebrate poetry. And to start off, I will just ask you, why should we celebrate poetry in the first place? I think poetry is so important for us because it provides these moments of beauty, these spaces for contemplation. For me, growing up in Smith's Grove, Kentucky, it helped me understand different people's perspectives. It opened the door for the human experience. So I turned to books to help me understand the way other people live, Poetry especially, it's powerful, it's distilled, it's concise, it's powerful. Smith's Grove, um, small community in, um, well, I'll let you tell us. Uh, in, in case people uh, don't know and have a, never been to Smith's Grove, mm-hmm. they might have seen the sign on I-65 South uh, going to our Bowling Green. Tell us a little bit about your growing up there. It's a small community, so I like to tell my students it's near Glasgow. If my students still look at me like they're not sure where, where I'm talking about, I say Bowling Green, um, an hour or so north of Nashville, Tennessee, usually connects the dots. I grew up on a big farm in Smith's Grove, Kentucky. Tobacco, Angus cattle, corn, soybeans. But you know, from a young age, I liked to read and write. It was in notebooks that I started to collect quotes and pieces of information, things I overheard. And it was really in those notebooks where I started to connect the dots with language and see the power of words. Landscape still comes into my poetry. In fact, I think more and more I'm turning back to landscapes and the environment and the natural world. I work in the landscape architecture department at UK. And so more so now than ever, I'm looking toward the natural world and the environment for answers, for understanding, and for helping me see the way forward in my own work and as a citizen. Were you a reader uh, as a young person? Yes, I would say I still remember the first real book I ever got. So my family, we were at Rupp Arena. There was a bookshop, I remember at the time. And my family and I, we walked in there and I saw this big book by Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. And I opened it and started flipping around. And that was the book I wanted. I had this clear experience of that book of Mm -hmm. Edgar Allan Poe's. I still have it. 
And so that led me to other writers, right? I, I discovered Emily Dickinson. Later, I discovered Hemingway. These were favorite writers of mine, as well as Sylvia Plath. I love Sylvia Plath. And, uh, of course, uh, she's a poet. Uh, what, what, what other poets did you follow as a young person, or did you even, were you taught poetry uh, when you were in, in high school? Right. So I went to Glasgow High School, um, AP English Literature. We read Shakespeare. It was really after that that I started discovering other writers. So I discovered Hemingway's poetry. I, was, I loved Hemingway as a teenager. discovered his poetry. I liked that pretty well. But then I discovered E.E. Cummings, and it was like a light bulb moment for me. I think the invention, the experimentation just really resonated with me when I was growing up. Then later I discovered David Lehman. A lot of people know him as the editor of the Best American Poetry Series. He wrote this book called The Daily Mirror. I love this book. It's basically a poem a day for a year. And again, it's kind of taking poetry off from the high shelf and making it approachable and casual. And I really like writers who can do that for readers, who can make poetry feel approachable and something like they can do. It was that idea that kind of drove my most recent collection of poetry, The Aqua Notebook. Started in early 2016. I wanted to try to write a poem every day. So by the end of the year, I had quite a collection. What I did was edit it down to create the poems in that book, the everyday experiences that I had. So did you, uh, is it 365 pages long? Not quite, <laughs> no. So what I did was I tried to choose the best poems from that whole collection of work that I had. So what it ends up being is more like a poem a week is what I've drilled it down to. But it's those early experiences that um, made me realize how you can experiment and have fun with language and create something new. That's what energizes creative work for me is always trying something a little different. Did you know 